Hey everybody, today's episode is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is Securi. Securi is website security done right. They will protect, detect, and respond quickly. That means you're always protected from hackers and other breaches. They offer everything from website scanning to SSL setup and mitigation of attacks like denial of service. If you want peace of mind for your website, head over to Securi.net today. That's S-U-C-U-R-I.net today. Our second sponsor is WP Stagecoach. WP Stagecoach provides easy WordPress staging sites. Create your staging site with one click and import your changes back to your live site with one click. This is great if you're developing and you need to test or even if you have new content you want to try out. Check out WP Stagecoach today. Head over to howibuilt.show slash stagecoach. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to How I Built It, a show that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Corey Moss. Uh, Corey, did I say your last name right? I forgot to ask you before we started recording. <laughs> yes, Corey Moss. All right. Very nice. Uh, and you are here today to talk about uh, Canva. Is that something I can ban? Is that something I also said correctly? <laughs> uh, I actually had to look this up early on. I guess it is technically correct uh, that in America, some people call it Kanban. Uh, for the most part, I've only ever heard it as Kanban. Uh, and that's usually what I what I use. I think, I don't know, it, maybe it just sounds cooler. Gotcha. All right. Kanban. Uh, well, that's what we'll go with because you. this is a product that you have created. Uh, so... Um, just to give our guests a little bit of background, who are you, what do you do, and how did you come up with the idea for uh, Kanban? Sure. Um, so my background is as a web developer. I started in the late 90s, uh, back before there was programming or there before there were CMSs uh, like WordPress. And uh, over the years, uh, I actually built a CMS uh, back in early 2000s as one of my first SaaS apps and online products because um, all along I've I've also been interested in entrepreneurship and running my own business and I've launched many many SaaS apps uh, and then about five years ago uh, I got turned on to this WordPress thing and put out a couple of plugins just free in the repo uh, and actually was making a full-time living as a WordPress developer but it had never really occurred to me to try to make a business out of it. Um, and then uh, now, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I went to the Atlanta WordCamp and uh, met the guys from Ninja Forms and uh, met just a bunch of other, you know, sort of what we think of as WordPress entrepreneurs, people who have built lifestyle businesses or, or full companies off of, off of WordPress products and services. And... Um, it something just clicked. I was like, wait, I can actually build SaaS apps on top of WordPress. Um, and also, you know, you can, you can make more than $5 selling a, a plugin in Code Canyon. There's some, you know, I think at that point I had had a client and we'd um, bought, I don't know, $2,000 worth of plugins from WooCommerce. And it was like, oh, okay, there's, you know, there's actual business opportunity here. Um, so, uh, so I just started looking for the opportunity. Um, and then uh, about six months later, uh, at my day job at the time, uh, we decided we wanted some new project management software. Um, 
And uh, doing my research, I found that Kanban was going to be probably the best solution for us. Um, and so I, I looked at Trello and I looked at Jira and, and sort of all the established uh, Kanban software out there. Um, but by then I had developed the habit, you know, go to the Anytime I, I find out about a new piece of software or just out of curiosity, whenever I get an idea, go look in the plugin repo, see if there's a plugin for it. Um, and sure enough, there was not an active Kanban plugin. There really wasn't any Kanban plugin at all, but there were a couple that alluded to it or, or kind of had done it, but they hadn't been active for a couple of years. And I said, aha, here's my opportunity. Um, so I dug in. Nice. That's awesome. And so, so you keep saying, uh, you keep saying, um, Kanban as kind of like the method that you're, uh, that you're using. Is that, so Kanban is not just the name of the product. It's the name of a process. Is that right? Yes. Um, so there's, uh, uh, for better or worse, I've been doing this, uh, software development thing for a very long time. So I've actually, uh, gotten to see the, the arc of, um, what used to be called capital A agile as in, you know, agile project management. And then, um, it is now, you know, I think beyond buzzword, it is now just kind of what we all do and think, uh, or I would like to hope so. Um, but it's now sort of lower, lowercase a agile. Uh, and so within the umbrella of agile, you've got uh, a number of different project management, styles or processes, uh, Scrum being a very popular one. Uh, and then one of the tools or methods used within that is called Kanban, which was actually invented by Toyota in Japan in the 50s. Um, but it's, it's mo a lot of people are familiar with it without even really realizing it, realizing what it is. Um, mostly, I would say, because of the popularity of Trello, which is in, in fact a Kanban board and people just don't even know it. Gotcha. That's, that's really interesting. I did not know that part. Um, I did know that I went to, I was, uh, in software engineering in the mid two thousands and our teacher was telling us about a brand new thing called agile and showed us the agile manifesto right. and, uh, me being the, uh, you know, the cocky computer science student, I was like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then that's just, you know, I think somebody brought it up to me a few years ago and I was like, yeah, that's just the way I do things. So it was, it's that's I mean I think that's dead on. Um, is it started off as like this big movement? Look at us, uh, but it, that's just kind of the way that we develop software now. Yeah, in two thousand seven or eight, whenever I was introduced to it, <clears throat> same thing. Well, back then I was also very much the uh, the grumpy programmer. The you know anything sales says is stupid. Anything customers say is stupid. Um, I am I am genius, you know, any I would reinvent the wheel, right? You know, the never before has there been a CMS. Never before have there been loops and if statements and programming. I invented them. I am brilliant. Um and and going along with that is why do we need process? Why do I need input from customers? Why do I need yada yada yada? All of it obviously wrong. Uh very very wrong. I'm glad to say that I've I turned a corner. I went through years of therapy and <laughs> emerged on the other side uh, a better person, I like to think, I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, at, at the time, uh, now, you know, for me, uh, eight or 10 years ago, it, it really was revolutionary to, to introduce um, a process that, that made such a difference. Um, and, then, and then there it was, um, it was still, it was a lot of process. Um, but it wasn't what one of the things that attracts me to Kanban 
um, just in general, uh, I was drawn to it, like I said, even before I started uh, building my version for WordPress. Um, it's just the simplicity. You know, here's uh, one thing per card and then move your card from status to status to status. Going to do it, doing it, done. You know, it's, uh, I love that it's, it, it only usually takes, you know, 60 seconds to explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, uh, so you, you touched on, on research a bit, which is what led us into this tangent. Um, you know, you, you looked to see what was out there and you kind of developed a habit into, as uh, you developed a habit of going into the the WordPress plugin repo. Um, but I've, I'm also curious as to, uh, you know, did you, uh, did you talk to anybody about features, uh, business advice? Uh, you said you were developing this for, uh, your day job at the time, and then you kind of made this your own product. So can you tell us about that jump and and what made you decide to do that? Sure. So I have been a student of, uh, 37 Signals and Eric Reese and Joel Spolsky and uh, um, Rob Walling and sort of uh, all of the the startup thought leaders uh, for since, you know, I think I, I was trying to, I was actually counting backwards. I think I, I must have first heard about uh, Joel Spolsky's book came out in 2004, so it couldn't have been before then. Um, but right around then was when 37 Signals came out with uh, the first PDF version of Getting Real, uh, which I still own somewhere. I actually printed it out. Remember when we would print things out? Um, and, uh, you know, and so so for me, a lot of my... my and, and the other thing that goes along with this is, like I said, at, at the time I launched my first, my first SaaS app. I think uh, we weren't calling it that yet, but... Um, and then over the years, I've launched dozens of others. That's that's just my nature. That's for better or worse. I'm one of those people whose hobby is also their day job. But I I love building software. I love building web apps. Um, you know, and and most of them uh, saw crickets and and never got any users. Um, I had one moderate success um, where I got lots of users, but it made no money, uh, and I sold that about five years ago. But for me, a lot of the the quote unquote research has actually just been my own learning um, over the last decade of trying to to build businesses off of software. Um, then when it came to Kanban, uh, by then I you know, I have, I now have a sense of, of red flags. I have a sense of what I think might work. Um, and, uh, so, so again, when, when Kanban came along, I just kind of knew, I knew that this was an opportunity. Um, I also felt like the two, there were sort of two, two other things, uh, two rules that I felt proved this as a good idea. Uh, one is scratch your own itch. So I knew, you know, if I built something that I would love to use, um, that other people might also. Uh, and then the other is uh, market validation by competition. And so looking around at the popularity of Trello, at the pop- excuse me, popularity of Jira, um, and there's a dozen others. Um, and I knew that just even in general, because a true Kanban board is actually uh, a board on a wall. Uh, and you're using post-it notes. It's not even a software thing. So I knew that, you know, as a process, um, it was already fairly popular. You know, I won't say it's lowercase agile popular, but, um, you know, a lot of people are familiar with it, uh, use it as a method and whatnot. Um, so I just felt good about about putting that out there. That's, that's fantastic. Um, cool. So uh, 
I guess we'll get into the title question then. Um, how how did you build it? Uh, this could be, uh, you know, the tools you used or or your process, lowercase agile if you want. Um, if you got any help from anybody, you know, it's it's whatever you think is relevant. Sure. So, um, like I said, I've been building software for a long time. I've been building uh, for WordPress for five years. So the technical stuff, it was easy to get started. Um, to just start writing a plugin. Uh, the other thing was years ago, I actually built uh, another app that I didn't realize at the time, but was a Kanban board. So what I hadn't really gone through was a the the proper process of getting a plugin into the repo. Um, the other thing that I experienced a lot of was imposter syndrome, which a lot of people are talking about now. Um, but I, you know, I'd always built software that really only I was going to see. And I built sites for clients and I, I like to think that I write clean code and I try to follow best practices, but I had never actually put code out there like that, you know, um, the occasional library on GitHub, what have you. Um, so I actually went through, uh, if you join Pippin's mem membership, so it's Pippin's plugins, um, he has a membership area of his website uh, where he sends out uh, content that is just for developers and just for members of this community. Um, I think it's like 50 or 60 bucks a year. Um, in the small print, he actually says he'll do a code review of your plugin or theme. And so I was like, oh, great. You know, like he's, I, I, view him as kind of the expert, right? He's literally the guy who lets your, one of the guys, obviously, and girls, um, but, you know, quote unquote, the guy who lets your code into the repo. So I was like, let's have him actually look at my code. So I did. Uh, he came back and with like one little warning and I was like, okay, you know, good enough. So that was one of the, the hurdles. The other uh, technical hurdle uh, is just uh, the sheer complexity that I hadn't thought about of WordPress plugins. Because generally, again, building single purpose, single use WordPress plugins for clients, you you just kind of make it work and, and test it a little bit, and but it only ever had to live on that server, uh, on that site, and you, you knew what other plugins it was gonna run next to, and off you'd go. Um, as opposed to actually building something that uh, hundreds, thousands, uh, of people are going to use on different environments with different WordPress setups alongside different plugins. Um, and then also to, to build something that's, that's a, a fairly large quote unquote app inside WordPress. It's just, it's a lot of code. It's a lot of different people, pieces talking to each other. Um, also I'd never done anything with with the add-ons. So it was like, okay, here's your core plugin. Here are your add-ons. All of your add-ons have to talk to each other and talk to the core and check for the core. And then you've got to test. You've got to test for the core. You've got to test. Each add-on works with the other add-on, but not the plugins and yada, yada, yada. You get my point. Um, so that was, th those two things have been sort of the biggest technical hurdles. Um, what I... Early on, uh, one of the, the things that I knew I wanted was the, the Kanban namespace, so to speak, in WordPress. Um, there were a couple of other plugins that were slash, uh, you know, I don't even remember what they were called, but, you know, agile dash project management or something. Um, but nobody actually had a plugin called Kanban, and there was no slash Kanban 
in a URL. And I was like, I want that. I think that's going to make a difference, you know, um, both for simplicity and for branding and to just kind of own the name. Um, and so early on, I just, I had to crank, um, out the code as fast as I could, just some working version, because, you know, in order to get a plugin in the repo, you've got to actually send them code for them to look at. Um, and then it's just been a lot of iteration from there. Um, the other thing, like I said, is there's a lot of code, there's a lot of testing, there's add-ons. Uh, uh, I'll often say we, um, because at various points there is more than me, um, but for the most part, it's it's my solopreneur journey. Uh, so most of the time it's just me. Um, but I just recently put out two more plugins uh, One's in the repo and one uh, is pending approval um, alongside of the core plugin, plus all of the add-ons, plus the website. Um, I also made the very stupid mistake. Uh, so anybody out there listening who has not yet started selling add-ons or selling their own products on their websites, don't build it yourself. Just go buy Pippin's uh, EDD, Easy Digital Downloads, and save yourself hours. Um, I'm, I, in case you haven't figured out by now, I'm obviously the type of guy who likes to build it himself. I'm still, that, that might be the, the last, hopefully the last remnants of like my developer ego, which is uh, I, I feel compelled to build it myself. Um, my justification early on was uh, I... Uh, again, having tried to launch a number of businesses before, um, I made a deal with my wife, um, who is the financial advisor uh, of our family, obviously. Um, she's also actually a finance person professionally. But the deal I made with her was, you know, I can pursue this as, as much as I want, but unlike my previous ventures, I'm not allowed to just keep throwing money at it. Um, I ha I'm only allowed to, or I, and I loved this. I loved the the experiment of this, which was I'm only allowed to spend the money that I make. So early on, I hadn't made any money, and so looking at the the all the EDD add-ons that I would need, it was going to be two or three hundred bucks. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not allowed to spend that yet. Um, I'm going to build it, and I did, and it works. But now I have to maintain it, um, and. I just wish I hadn't. So, so there's a little life lesson. <laughs> nice. I, uh, man, I understand that completely. Um, cause I used to, I also was very, well, I'm a developer. I'm, I'm a front end developer. I should do this myself. And so I would build the sites along with my side projects. Well, for, for the last two WP in one month and how I built it, I found a template for WP in one month. I'm using Beaver builder. Um, and like other plugins. So, uh, I, I can totally relate to that. Um, I, uh, I actually have a follow-up question for you on that, which is, uh, how, how are you doing the add-ons? Is it, uh, you know, I see the pricing here. It's, um, you know, about 25 bucks a year for unlimited sites. Uh, so you're doing, uh, do you do like a license or subscription key validation or is it, um, per year for support and updates or, or, What's kind of your model for that? Sure. So I decided to go with licenses for uh, <clears throat> for updates and support. Uh, technically, I'm, I I might answer a little bit slower, but I I love doing support. Uh, so technically, I say I think you only get the year of support while you're 
subscription is up to date and paid, but I I haven't run into a case yet where I've had to shut somebody down. Um, but yeah, so the the when you buy an add-on, you get the the plugin, you install it. Uh, it works even without adding a license, uh, but it's not going to update itself until you've plugged in a license. And uh, over time, and I I release for better or worse. My background as a non-WordPress software developer um, go, runs... I I've still haven't figured this out. Um, if you have a SaaS app, right? If there's just a website that people go to, you can release updates to your software every 20 minutes. And nobody's going to know because it's your software on your website and all they care about is interacting with it. Um, I tend to release often... Sometimes I'll have releases, you know, every day. I still haven't figured out. Nobody yet has complained that I put out too many updates, um, but I have a feeling that it's going to get annoying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a little aside. Um, but uh, but yeah. So if you have a paid add-on and you've got a license in there, uh, when it when it pings my website to uh, check for updates, it also checks that license. If that license expires you're going to stop being able to update. Gotcha. Okay. That's, uh, that's a little bit for me because I'm working on uh, a plugin that will hopefully have add-ons. Uh, so I'm just curious to see how other people do it. Um, yeah. Um, after- I, so, so a couple of things. One, uh, early on, um, when I got the idea, I guess, I guess I lied to you. I did validate the idea a little bit by going to uh, Advanced WordPress Facebook group and posting in there that I was working on a, a Kanban for WordPress plugin, uh, and would anybody be interested? And uh, and to and ask them to sign up for a mailing list to basically be beta testers. Um, and what was very cool was within the two hours that that post was on there, um, because it's actually a rule on that forum that you're only allowed to link to active software, which I should have read, but didn't. Um, so they shut down the post, uh, which is fine. I deserved it. I didn't follow the rules. Um, but so the post was up there for about two hours and I got like 80 beta testers. So I was like, okay, that, that tells me a lot. That tells me that people are interested in this. Um, but boy, I, why did I tell you that? add-ons validation. I don't remember. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, it's pretty... I, I don't know. It'll come back to me yeah, in a minute. Absolutely. Uh, well, in, in the meantime, um, you know, we're, we're approaching uh, the end and I have a couple of... Oh, you got it. I got it. Sorry. Um, so from that posting there, I also met a guy named Ranal uh, who lives in Bangladesh and uh, we worked together for the first month or two um, where he does support for other companies and, and whatnot. And so just, he was this tremendous help uh, in getting the, telling me basically all of the things I was doing wrong in getting the plugin in the repo and all that kind of stuff. So early on I was talking with him and uh, was building my own version of EDD basically. Um, and we talked about it. And one of the, th- one of the few things that I don't like about uh, EDD uh, selling software is the site limits like that. That still just doesn't, for, for a lot of plugins, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and also, in conjunction with building my own version of the shopping cart, I was like, you know what? Let me just keep it simple. 
unlimited users, unlimited sites, one price. Um, and I, to me, that that resonated, just that simplicity. So that that was one of the big differences in the way that I sell uh, versus um, a lot of the other sites that use EDD. Um, I and and the same with you know Pippin obviously uses his own plugin. Um, there's there's three different price points. You know, one site, five sites, unlimited sites, or something like that. Um, that's just an interesting difference that I see um, around WordPress. I bring that up because, like you said, you're going to start looking at this stuff. Um, it's something that I just hadn't considered mm -hmm. before. Yeah, that is that's uh, that's very interesting, um, and definitely something to consider. Like I've been talking to other people who have mentioned the various site limits uh, are is an interesting model. Because most people are probably not going to need, uh, like if they're given the choice between one site and unlimited sites, most people will probably take the one site. So um, it's interesting that you're you're offering, um, you know, kind of unlimited everything, and and that seems to be a really great model that that works for you. Um, to that, yeah, it's it's simplicity. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and and I mean that's that helps as you work towards a minimum viable product, and obviously you're beyond that now, and. Um, as we come up against the uh, the time limit here, uh, the self-set time limit, I guess, um, what are your plans for the future of uh, Kanban? That's a good question. Um, I obviously have a long list of other add-ons that I want to build. I have uh, a long list of features and other add-ons that customers have requested. Um, that's mostly technical. Um, I'm actually now uh, almost a year in to the having, you know, a year from having launched this. And uh, I gave myself a year to kind of lock down the the software itself um, to to feel good about, to concentrate really only on updating the code as need be and adding features and all that kind of stuff. Um, I also gave myself a year to really consider everything that I do an experiment. Um, and one of the things that I've been getting a lot of feedback on is the pricing. Um, and WordPress uh, as an ecosystem has a lot of challenges around pricing. Um, half the people want it free. Half the people are trying to run businesses off of it and so understand that software costs money. Um, you know, and these, these two sides are forever at conflict, uh, in conflict. Um, but I, and so it's, Sometimes it's hard to uh, recognize the signal from the noise. Uh, you know, when people just go, everything should be free. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, there's, to me, I, there's not much mm -hmm. I can learn from that. Um, but so over time, uh, the, the signal that I've been hearing is that um, my plugin generally feels a little too expensive, um, but also that charging by site doesn't really make sense. Um, but which is the very WordPress way to do things. Um, but that again, like you look at Trello or you look at Jira, they charge by user, which does make a lot more sense for project management software. Um, and so I keep sort of playing with the idea of like, well, how would I do that in a WordPress context? Cause I don't, I've never seen anybody do that before. Um, and also what would keep you from just opening up the plugin code, commenting out the part that checks for the number of users and, then you've got it for free anyway. So uh, I haven't I haven't gotten there yet. Um, but I think that that's that it's those kinds of questions uh, and those kinds of changes that that I foresee making uh, in the future. And then um, personally, I'm I'm excited to to see 
this this year of experimentation end um, and start trying to double down on marketing, um, which also has me going to a lot more word camps and getting a lot getting involved with a lot more events um, and just the WordPress community in general, which is really fun and interesting because um, that that from sort of observing for a year that seems to be one of the the best ways to market a a WordPress plugin is just to do good and and participate in the community. And I can definitely get down with that. Um, Also, because I find online ads annoying and confusing. Um, And uh, and who has time to write blog posts for proper uh, inbound content marketing. So uh, if I have to go drink beer with other WordPress nerds, so be it. That's not not a bad way to live. Um, all right. Well, with the last <laughs> with the uh, with the last uh, minute or so here, um, I want to ask you uh, the final question: Do you have any trade secrets for us? I I'll give you an abridged version, hopefully, uh, of my the lecture that I give almost everybody that I talk to. Um, word one of the things that drew me as an entrepreneur to the WordPress ecosystem is this amazing walled garden uh, that has no barrier to entry other than code. So it's like, you know, years ago, everybody jumped on uh, iPhone apps and to a degree Android apps. I know I'm going to get tomatoes thrown at me for that comment. Um, But in my world, I'm I'm an Apple nerd. uh, And so, you know, here's this walled garden. Um, but the cost of entry, you know, did actually cost a developer's license. And then also, um, you had to learn separate languages and and whatnot to get an app into the app store. Um, WordPress has this amazing free plugin repo, um, that again, doesn't cost anything to get into. You can write a one line plugin and get it in there. Um, it's, it is getting a little saturated, but there's always room for better plugins that, that do some of the same features as some of the other, you know, older plugins and whatnot. Um, the other little quote unquote secret that I discovered a few years ago that also made me really interested in this was I was watching my clients. So I I was building websites for clients and some of them would be web apps and some of them would be blogs and some of them were just brochure sites. But I I saw this behavior in in these clients. So all of these people who own WordPress websites, which now is in the billions and and is 20%, 26% of the internet, right? Are all these WordPress website owners. And they've all got blogs or they've all got these websites that they're supposed to be working on. Most of them now, or in my, at least in my world, most of them having these websites to try to make money off of. And instead of producing content, instead of doing whatever it was they were actually supposed to be doing to try to move their businesses along, they would procrastinate like everybody else. But the way they would procrastinate, but still pre- pretend to be productive, is they would... Uh, go into the plugin repo and just start trying out plugins and like, oh, well, to make my website better, I need, you know, a different slider. And so they would download all the sliders. Oh, I need, you know, project management. So they would download Kanban or they would download whatever else instead of writing the blog post that they're supposed to be writing. Um, and and I saw this procrastination um, and the fact that, you know, there's all these eyes on this repo um, just downloading everything for free because it's all free. Um, 
and going, wait, all I have to do is get a plugin into the repo and, and people will just try it. And that's been uh, all of, pretty much all of my marketing so far for the, the first year. I've done a little bit of ads just to try it. I've, I've presented here and there. I've written some blog posts. Um, but primarily, like 90% of my traffic just comes from having a free core plugin in the repo um, where I know people are sometimes legitimately looking, but often just procrastinating writing the blog post that they're supposed to be writing and instead are like, you know what? I need to get organized. And in order to get organized, I need a project management plugin and I'm going to go download all of them and try them instead of just writing the blog post that I'm supposed to be writing. Um, so that's kind of the, the way that I encourage most people who uh, lean entrepreneurial uh, to, to get involved with the WordPress community. There's still a ton of uh, opportunity here. And, uh, you know, and that repo, you know, while it exists in the state that it exists, is, is a phenomenal um, opportunity for, for promotion. Gotcha. That, I think that's, that's uh, really great advice. Um, take all the free advertising you can get. So... Um, awesome. Corey, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Uh, I had a great conversation and, uh, thanks to everybody for listening and thanks to our sponsors, WP Stagecoach and Sakuri. Until next week, get out there and build something. <laughs>